0: no junk mail presents maggie the cat read to you by james von felt it's winter in our town another cold 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 day we only use cold three times when it stays below zero for three days and nights in a row yep zero There's about an inch of snow on the ground, too, so it even looks cold. Didn't go out for three days, except to feed the dog, cat, and chickens, which came out to eat and drink, then immediately went back where it's warmer. The dog's got a big house. Of course, Mandy's a big, shaggy dog, Pyrenees and Collie. Real shaggy. The dog house is big enough for me to crawl in. And I do, when something needs fixing. And Mandy don't like it one bit. She growls and tries to get in with me. Then she shoves me out. If I just have to fix something in there, I gotta tire up first. Last summer, I added thick insulation on the inside walls. Already had it under the floor. Then I added a mix of cedar, shavings, and straw to about 10 inches deep. When it's real cold, she gets to the back of the doghouse, then kind of burls down into the straw, sticking her nose out. One time the cat was in there when Mandy went in. I think the cat must have been sleeping because nothing happened for a bit. Then bang, bang, something hit the roof. And then cat screams and wolves, straw flying out the door. The cat took out like a shot, with the dog stopping at the door, barking and barking for ten minutes. I haven't seen the cat in there since. Which brings me to the cat house. Yes, I built a winter cat house for Maggie the cat. She won't use it unless it's really cold which it's been since January 7th. Usually she stays in the chicken house, or at least I think she stays there at night. Days when it's warmer, she's on the back porch in an open box. I always have a cardboard box on the back porch because that's what I keep the kindling in for starting the wood stoves in the morning. Well, I took a cardboard box and lined it all around top sides and floor with insulation, cut a little door in one end, stuffed one of the rugs she likes to sleep on in the box. That's the cat house, just big enough for her. That way, with the rug and insulation, she curls up and stays warm. But whatever you do, don't put your hand in there when she's sleeping. I did once, and I won't do it again. She's still, after all these years, mostly wild. Can't pick her up neither, or she'll get you with her claws. I've had to take her to the vet a time or two. They don't want to see her coming, but I figured out how to do it. I have a two-box system. Two boxes. One slips right over the other. You see, Maggie loves to sleep in an open box on the back porch, no matter what the weather is. Once she's sleeping in the box with the open top, I sneak up and put the other box over it. Then we go. Dixie carries the box. I drive to the vets. We just give them the box. The vet gets all dressed up with leather gloves, funny-looking leather hat and apron before he takes the cat in the box into a room and locks the door. That's when we leave. Because last time the helper was crying, the vet was swearing, the cat got out of the room. Then all the dogs in the waiting room were barking and jumping up and down and peeing. Two got loose and was trying to catch the cat till they cornered her. Then she got 'em good with her claws and they came running back yelping. It was all Maggie the cat's fault. So we just leave and wait for a call. Now, when Maggie comes home in the two-box system, she's groggy. I think they're doping her up or something. She don't seem to know where she's at. In fact, one time I called the vet because I got the wrong cat. Looked like Maggie, but was all relaxed, you know. When I let her out of the box, she just looked all around and went prancing by the doghouse which was the first clue something was wrong, because Mandy came charging out of her doghouse. Off they went three times around the old oak tree in the backyard. Old Mandy was catching up, which means that she really was trying to get that cat. Mandy's 12 years old and got bad hips to boot. Well, the cat finally figured that up the tree was the place to be, and man, she went. Up, up, up to the top. You know how high that old tree is, maybe 70 foot high. And there was Mandy, barking, barking, barking. Now that's not the way Maggie the cat acts. She's mostly wild, feral cat. I remember seeing Bill dog, about half the size of Mandy, come in our backyard Don't know how he got in, because the yard's fenced all around. He ran into Maggie and wished he'd never woke her up. She was on his back, digging her claws in, and he was yelping and crying, running all over the yard. I heard the commotion and came out of the house in time to see him make his final pass. Around the garden and out the back gate, under the bar. Right before he hit the bar, Maggie jumped off, twitched her tail, and walked off like nothing had happened. Never saw that dog in the yard again. The only dog I know that wasn't afraid of Maggie was Sid, Grandma Laurel's dog across the road. Remember Sid? In fact, he's the reason we got Maggie. But that's a story for another time. Ask Peter about it. Anyway, I figured this cat was not Maggie, because Mandy never chases Maggie. So I called the vet, and sure enough, there's a problem. Somebody else picked up Maggie by mistake. Looked a lot like their cat being mostly black. But by the time the people were almost home, the cat woke up and went crazy. The lady was carrying the cat in her lap. The guy was driving, drives off the road, almost hits a telephone pole. He called the vet with his portable phone. The vet told him to to wait there, and whatever you do, don't let the cat out of the car, he said. Well, the vet arrives with the tranquilizer pistol and finally gets the cat in a cage. The report in the paper said he also shot the lady who was threatening to kill the vet. Like I was saying, the vet brought Maggie to our house in one of those little cat cages, you know? He was looking a little peaked at the time, and later we found out why. In fact, there was a story in the Bloomfield paper that told it all. Well, mostly all. Said that the driver whose name I will refrain from using, because he's still hot under the collar, threatening to sue me and Maggie the cat, right along with the vet and the sheriff who responded. But I get ahead of myself. The story in the paper said he first called 911, and they thought something terrible was happening. The cat and lady was making a terrible noise as it went nuts, running all over the car, clawing the driver and the lady. Maggie was trying to get out of the car and running round and round, even jumping up and shredding the car header. The lady was terrified and screaming. The man was trying to hit the cat as she ran around. Cousin Clifford told me that the car roof header was covered by my insurance, but he wasn't sure about the claims of torture. He's researching that. Anyway... Sheriff Davis and Deputy Mooney were having a coffee break at South Fork Diner at the time, responded to the call for help. Took eight minutes, according to the paper, and by then the vet was already there. Like I said, I had called the vet saying there may be a problem. He had a call from the car with people screaming. He dropped everything, picked up his emergency bag, and had I tailed it off to where they were, which according to the paper was the golf course, down the ditch, over the green and in the sand pit. The vet told me he was there in three minutes, and I believe him. The lady said it took him two hours. The vet knew what he was up against. When he got there, her husband had locked all the doors. He was holding down the door locks between rushes the cat was making at the windshield, whereupon he used his hands to try to bat the flying cat. To no avail. I might add. Except he landed a few on his wife in the process. That showed up in the picture of her in the paper. Well, the vet whipped out his tranquilizer pistol, which was already loaded. Finally, got the guy in the car to lower the window about an inch, which, according to the papers, was the last straw which made the lady go bonkers. Bonkers? That's a psychological term for people that are highly agitated, energetic, and do strange things. Apparently, she didn't understand what the vet's intentions were. She thought he was going to shoot her, which... Is what he did, accidentally, of course, as she was now jumping over the front seat into the back seat, whereupon the cat attacked and she jumped back into the front seat, screaming all the time. Meanwhile, the vet is taking shots, trying to hit the cat. That's when Sheriff Davis and Deputy Mooney show up. By that time, the driver already had been hit by a tranquilizer. He was slumping more or less peacefully over the steering wheel, with his hand still holding down the door locks. The lady and the cat, according to the story in the paper, were playing tag. Deputy Mooney, being a bit younger and more agile than Sheriff Davis, immediately sized up the situation. He raced out of the patrol car, tackled the vet, knocking him out, flinging the tranquilizer gun over the rise onto the golf course green. Almost made a hole in one, the paper said. At first blush, from Sheriff Davis's perspective, the vet may well have looked like a malicious 'er ne'er-do-well, threatening the inhabitants of the car with a pistol but things sometimes are not what they first seem to be. By the time Sheriff Davis got to the scene, the deputy was getting up and recognized the vet, who takes care of Roger, his great Dane. Deputy Mooney was confused. The vet was laying there out like a light. The gun Deputy Mooney was sure he saw was nowhere in sight though it was just over the rise on the green. By this time, the lady in the car was slowing down, screaming and still acting very strange. At first, Sheriff Davis did not see Maggie the cat. Since the doors were locked, the sheriff took his handy window smasher and smashed the window to unlock the doors and get the people out of the car. He said he never saw anything move as fast as that cat. In fact, he said he thought something had been shot out the window. He was looking at the lady in the car when was intent on getting her out. Well, he did. When the vet came to, he saw the window was busted. Soon the cat was long gone, but not all was lost. The cat was up a nearby tree, whereupon soon it fell out as one of the shots had hit its target. Well... So there you have it. We got Maggie the cat back. Oh, and the neighbor boy got the black cat out of our tree and to the vet. The lawsuits are pending. And our town is calm again. Well, that's it for now. From where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.